Hebrews chapter 6, as we continue to talk about building wisely, and we're going to talk about baptisms, and it is a big deal. One of the reasons I know it's a big deal is because there's multiple witnesses in Scripture that talk about the various types of baptisms that we're going to look at tonight. If something is mentioned once in Scripture, well, that's important. If it's mentioned multiple times, it's really important. If it's mentioned a gazillion times, well, then it's a big deal. And so I don't know what the number for gazillion is or if that's even a number, but we'll just say that it is and that this is why baptism matters and it's important for us to understand as believers. It helps us to have a good foundation. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Let's get a working definition for baptism. Baptism means to place, wash, or to be immersed by someone into something. And so, once again, baptism is something that is mentioned multiple times in scriptures, and we're going to see that there's a different type of baptism, and all of them have a significant and valuable purpose for the believer. And let's take a look here at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 through 16. If you want to find that portion of scripture, uh, in your notes, uh, I have... uh, written this statement when we were all well established in biblical foundational truths we have a solid foundation on which to build our life in christ well this firm foundation of truth enables us to know how to think and gives us discernment in all matters of scripture a solid biblical worldview moves us upward in our walk with the lord and then in philippians chapter 3 verse 12 through 16 We see that not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus." Therefore, because of this, let us, as many as are mature, and this is a very important word. It means mature, like developing, growing, reaching your potential. And that's what we're striving for as believers. As many as are mature have this mind or think in this way. And if anything, if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this even to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. So there are things that each and every one of us know and are established in, but I believe that we can know them to a greater measure and be established in them in a deeper way. And baptism is one of those subject matter. I imagine that if I was to ask Questions most of you would be able to interact with me and talk about baptism, maybe your own personal baptism, water baptism, the time that you publicly profess 
Christ and acknowledged him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, But there's also other types of baptisms that are mentioned in the New Testament. But primarily, when we think of baptism, doesn't our mind go to water baptism? That's, That's primarily what we think of. But before we get to water baptism, let's look at the first baptism. And the first baptism is performed by the Holy Spirit. We can say the baptism by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ is the first baptism that is mentioned in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13 is one of the witnesses that we're going to look at in regards to this baptism. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13 reads this way. For by one Spirit... That would be the Holy Spirit. We were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So what is Paul saying to the Corinthians? What is he saying to the church? First of all, let's realize he's talking to believers. He's not talking to people outside of the faith. He's talking to people of the faith. And what he is reiterating to them is it really doesn't matter your background as far as your ethnic your 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 ethnic background what matters is that you are now a new creature and a new person in Christ and something happened when you became a new creature in Christ you were baptized or you were placed by the holy spirit into the body of Christ exactly where you belong exactly where you fit, just like every member of your body fits exactly in the right location to perform the function in which it was designed and created for by God in the natural body, so it is with the spiritual body, that we are members of the body of Christ. Well, when did that all occur? It all occurred when we repented and put our faith in Jesus Christ. The moment that we did that, we were baptized or we were placed into the body of believers and you fit in the body you fit in the body you function in the body there's a place for you in the body and it's so important for us to understand that that the holy spirit has placed us into the body of christ upon your profession of jesus is lord in the moment that you said that you were transferred out of darkness into the marvelous light, and now you are part of the glorious body of Christ. And you belong. You belong in the body of Christ. You are not an outsider. You are part of the glorious body of Jesus Christ. He's the head, and we're the body. He's the head, and we're the body. And we are the body of Christ and members individually. So that's the first baptism. It took place when you and I were born again. We were born again and we were placed into the body of Christ. The second baptism that the New Testament mentions is performed by believers. And this is the one that we're probably the most familiar with. It's the baptism. This baptism or water baptism can occur You know, any moment after one repents and by faith receives Jesus as their Lord. So this is the baptism by believers into water. And let's take a look here, if you would, at Matthew chapter 28 as one of our witnesses, multitudes of witnesses in regards to water baptism and tons, as you can see, through the book of Acts. 
Matthew 28 and verse 19 and 20 reads this way. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, water baptism is an outward demonstration of Christ's inward cleansing of sin. And when we are immersed into the water, it is a perfect and beautiful illustration of how we were washed and how we were cleansed by the blood of Jesus of all sin and all unrighteousness and made new creations. It really is an ordinance of the church. It's an outward demonstration of an inward grace is another way to say it. What happens when someone stands before a congregation and acknowledges Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and upon that acknowledgement and their desire to serve and follow him, they are baptized, and that baptism is an outward, outward expression of something that happened in their spirit. They were washed, they were cleansed. So we go down into the water and we're resurrected. And just like Jesus, it's type of the grave and the type of the resurrection. So that is being baptized in water. That's a full immersion. Once again, you have to go back to the definition of baptism. And it's being immersed, fully immersed. And this is important. Now, there are some churches and they have traditions where they would have infant baptisms. Have any of you ever been accustomed or familiar with infant baptisms where they would sprinkle the child? I really liken that not to water baptism because an infant hasn't had an opportunity to really accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because they haven't really reached the age of what Scripture talks about of awareness or enlightenment where they're aware of their sinfulness and their need for a Savior I liken that, though, because I don't like to rain on anyone's parade. It's, it's more child dedication. And, uh, but sometimes some denominations take it to an extreme and believe that that's the point of conversion, but they don't have any scripture to back that up. Thus, that's why I put multitudes of witnesses in your outlines, because it is a big deal. Because people that are putting their faith in baptism have missed the first step, and that is putting their faith in Christ. Now, I wrote a statement in your notes that reads this way. A person doesn't have to be baptized in water to be saved. They do have to be baptized in water to be obedient. Baptism is a step of obedience, and obedience is a step of blessing. The reason that water baptism is such a big deal is because obeying the Lord is a big deal. Jesus commanded us to be baptized. Water baptism is something that we should do. People will quote and will cite, what about the thief on the cross? Once again, Jesus said to the thief on the cross in the night 
that he was crucified. Today you will be with me in paradise. The man on the cross didn't have the option of water baptism, but he did have the option of accepting and relying on Jesus and acknowledging Jesus. So, yes, the first baptism baptized into Christ is the most important. But then follow on in obedience, follow on in doing the commandments of Christ and be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit of God. This is a glorious step and it's a big deal. The early church not only preached it, they practiced it wholeheartedly. So once a person comes to faith in Christ, then they are a candidate for water baptism. All right, let's take a look at the third baptism. And I hope right now that maybe you're thinking about maybe some questions that we can address here in a moment or some statements that you can interact with all of us about. Third baptism, this is performed by Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer. In the first baptism, we can see the Holy Spirit was the baptizer. In the second, we can see that believers were baptizing other believers. But here we see the third baptism, and this is performed by Jesus himself. And this is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of power so that we could be a witness for the purposes and the glory of God. And let's take a look at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3. You're there in the latter part of Matthew's Gospel. If you just turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, and let's take a look at verse 14 through 17. And John tried to prevent him talking about Jesus saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? And Jesus answered and said to him, permit it so now for thus is fulfilling. It is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him and then he was baptized. Jesus came up immediately out of the water and behold, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And suddenly there came a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we can see that before I get into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus was baptized in water. And then Jesus said that we would be baptized with the Holy Spirit in fire. Let's go back now. This isn't per se in your notes, but I want to go back to uh, uh, to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3. And uh, let's look at verse 11. And this is John speaking. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, the fulfillment of this prophetic word took place on the day of Pentecost. So on the day of Pentecost, there was 120 people in the upper room. They are all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the room where they were sitting. And cloven tongues as a fire came and landed on each and every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance or the words. So we can see here that Jesus is the baptizer, but even Jesus as a baptizer was willing to submit himself to be baptized by John. Now, John realizing who was the greater of the two, Jesus was the greater of the two, submitted to Jesus, but had a hard time baptizing Jesus. And Jesus said, this has to happen. 
This must take place so that everything that is righteous can be fulfilled. Jesus was about fulfilling everything that was righteous and about leading us forward into a place of power. And the power comes not from our ability, but from the ability of the Holy Spirit. Because when Scripture says you will be filled with power from on high, the word power there means you will be endued with power you will receive ability from the Holy Spirit to be a witness. And that means to be a powerful witness, to be a vital witness, to be a faithful witness, to be a consistent witness. The Holy Spirit is the one that fills this vessel and then we go into the world and we represent Jesus. So you can see here in your notes as we're about to finish, The third baptism is to those who have repented and by faith have received Jesus. They are candidates to be baptized by Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. The knowledge of the gift of the Spirit, spiritual hunger, and faith allow the candidate to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, on that great day of the feast, the last day of the feast, he stood up and he said, If anyone is hungry, if anyone is thirsty, come unto me. And uh, they will be filled. And this he spoke of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is so vitally important for us as believers. The Holy Spirit is a big deal. So baptism in the Holy Spirit is a big deal. Being baptized in water is following the commandment of Christ. It's a big deal. Being born again is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is important. How many of you have been born again? That was a big deal. Not small. That was big. Your name was written in the land's book of life. You were placed into the body of Christ and no one can take you out of his hand. No one. It's an impossibility. You're forever his. Now we need to get to know him and follow on to know him. But you have to have your foundation right. If you're going to grow or mature, you've got to have a firm foundation. Baptism gives us that firm foundation. How many have been baptized in water? That was a big deal. That was a great day. Just as our Heavenly Father announced unto those that were there, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Everyone who's baptized in water, God is well pleased with that decision. It's a big deal. Heaven knows what's going on on the earth. It's not just a church tradition. It is something that is... Very, very sacred and holy before the Lord. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. And many times you can see people that were filled with the Holy Spirit received a heavenly prayer language and spoke in another tongue. That's a big deal. And Scripture talks about it. And and it's important for us to understand the purposes of all of those things because they allow us to do God's work God's way. Because it's not by might or our power. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. The flesh profits nothing It's the spirit that profits. Can I get an amen? So there are some pamphlets that are available out in the foyer, one on water baptism, one on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you want some more resources, please pick those up. And uh, because all of this, all of this is a big deal. All of it matters. It enriches your life in every way possible. This actually is... Such an important aspect of of uh, the foundation that there's three that are mentioned. 
And I think that that's pretty important.